RIB fam, welcome to episode 74 of the podcast. Let me just say this, boys, and I hope this isn't giving too much away, but the air feels a little bit different at the top, <laughs> but it just feels a little bit cleaner, a little bit cleaner, but we'll, uh, we'll jump into that in a little bit, boys. Look, I had something special planned for tonight. Unfortunately, I've had to push it back a week. Okay. So, well, I had a little video cut up. It, it may have featured our man that's uh, absent tonight. Right, right. So I had a nice little edit planned, made up. I even gave Statman a not not. I didn't give him a viewing. I just gave him a little insight, and he was Toey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was Toey for it. He was Toey for it. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Snags is with us tonight. That's all right. Boys will kick on. Uh, episode seventy five. Look out. There might be a little special surprise in there. So uh, anyway, let's jump into it. Before I go any further, big congratulations to the man cross it cross from me, little Stony. Coming another into the world, one. another yeah. little stony. Two, yes, two, two little, little stonies running around, two little future coastal combat champs, DL in the making. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone in that 2045 to 55 decade is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us as well is the ever reliable Statman. Statman, how are you, mate? Doing well. You, you mentioned that the air was is great at the top. I do not want to tell you what putrid mess I'm wallowing in down down here at the bottom. But uh, you know, I've got some things things planned. Uh, my, my, the things that I've got planned is to win. Uh, I have been trying that for a while now, but you know, maybe maybe luck will be on my side this the next couple of weeks. Can I just chip in at sure. how bad this would have aged if Snags had been on every podcast, Statman? <laughs> This mm-hmm. would have been a dead set train wreck for the Statman. Yeah, no, I Snags is within reach because of his um his uh his sick kids or whatever. Uh, <laughs> no sick kids today. No sick kids today. No sick kids. His no. paperwork. His sick paperwork that he's got going on. So uh, I'm forever grateful for the busy life of our Uncle Snags. Um, <laughs> Because it is keeping me within within touching distance of third place, which is so disappointing. Let's hope he's busy. He's not just flicking through his phone on his socials. He's 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 just the the algorithm on Instagram, mate. He's just got him. It's just got him scrolling. Boys, I took over the the RIB Twitter account this weekend, DL. Terrifying, honestly. Terrifying, but yeah, talking of algorithms, I don't know who's uh, who's been in control of that deal. There's some pretty funky shit popping up on me timeline. So I have no idea what's going on there, boys. <laughs> anyway, boys, let's move on quickly. <laughs> let's jump into a little bit of housekeeping. 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 Come back later, please. Housekeeping. Not now. Housekeeping. Go away. I come in anyway. No. <laughs> A bit of Peter Griffin. <laughs> anyway, uh, a little bit of housekeeping, bit of news off the top of the bat. Yep. This man was actually supposed to come onto the podcast uh, the day after this happened or the day before, and he just was a bit tight-lipped. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we found out uh, Jenkins signed with the UFC, Dana White Contender Series, week 10. I think that airs on the 27th. I don't know what that – that could be the 28th in, in Australia, but 27th of September. So that – Left our man JVH, so mm-hmm. the boys are close to the to us all on the podcast, so it's a little bit weird for us. Mm-hmm. JVH, new opponent. Yep. So we're going to have Justin on the podcast, episode seventy five. Good. So that should be really good. So we can talk to Justin about that. So that's going to be fun. Who's he up against, boys? Who, J- JVH or yeah. um, JVH? Who, who's stepped into Jack's spot on? Oh, the... I'm not actually. Too Does, sure. Doesn't matter, boys. Doesn't matter. The name's irrelevant. Oh, it's Khan Olfi. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a bad night for Khan Olfi, I'll put it that way. <laughs> it's going to be good. JVH is, uh, he's pumped. He's uh, ready. So, so that's really cool. So a couple of good little housekeeping things. Uh, we spoke about this on the last episode. We've got uh, NFL Fantasy League. A couple of spots left. Oh, mate, I jumped on for the first time today. Had a look at the rankings, the cheat sheet. How about you, Statman? You're all about it? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm super hopeful that my... my my pick for my wide receiver is going to take <laughs> us to the end zone. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. We should just make Super a rule. Ball. If, Super Statman, ball. if Statman wins the NFL Fantasy League, 10 bonus points. Mm. Got to be something there for Statman. I mean, that, that seems completely fair because it's, it's going <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Anyway, a couple of spots left. If you are keen, uh, shoot us a DM. We'll slip you into the league. That will start off soon. About two games into the preseason at the moment. So... Uh, comp kicks off soon. Uh, and boys, it brings us to the leaderboard. Um, 
I'm good to skip this one, Statman. You, you guys good? <laughs> anyway, we'll just quickly run through where it sits. Uh, Statman, 16. Not good, mate. Not good. Yeah, it's 16 from five showings as I'm well is it's not, not, not ideal. And do you know what? It was a better effort too, so you got three because you got two the previous episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure did. Uh, Snags had a really good episode 72, not so good episode 73. He only got two, so it finished number 18. He's actually going to lose another point for today. So Statman's in with a chance <laughs> if you can uh, pull off. Pull off the picks this week. Uh, Stoney has slipped back to second, which hands it over to me on number 23. Thank you very much. Uh, I got five. Mate, so, five's a big effort in a yeah. in a week. But, uh, See, I didn't disgrace myself. Three. So credit no. to you. It's not like um, I've just handed it to you. you you've won it in yep. your own right. So it's a couple well played. A couple of bonus points in there too. Statman got a bonus point out of that three. <laughs> look at me, so guy. Only got two I, was say, I wouldn't believe it. Points. You look at that total. There's no way Statman's ever got a bonus point. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I finished on. Uh, I finished with a bonus point too. So that was good. So yeah, it's a new king in town. So uh, really excited for that one, boys. I'm looking forward to the picks this week, boys. What we might do now is jump into a little bit of hot take. Right, boys, you know we love it when we bring some audio to the hot take. So I've got three clips for you boys today. First one, I think we might start with this one. Uh, Nothing about the last government was real, not even the government itself. (sighs) It's Elbow talking about here. Elbow, yeah, he's talking about how they don't trust the government's deal. Uh, They're not real, they're all controlled and puppets for the WEF, and he's hit the nail on the head. Um, First time in a long time I've ever agreed with anything that that Elbow said. So I think I've got that point. Is that man? Uh, Maybe so. But my my opinion is uh, probably that he's he's celebrating how quickly he can scull a beer at a Gang of Youth concert uh, as opposed to as opposed to Scott Morrison probably sipping a shardy at the Sharks game and then shooting himself in anger Dean Marcus. Uh, but I would say that uh, it's probably in regards to ScoMo taking on some extracurricular <laughs> ministries during his, his prime ministerial ship. Correct from the start, man. Yeah, Mr. Morrison gave himself the health portfolio, the finance portfolio and the resource portfolio. As he should do. Yeah, as he should. There was, a, as there was another, another should. two in there as well, Dean. Oh, was he, he took another two as well. <laughs> what, what's, so man, what's he face for that set, man? Is there any? I think there's I, I, mate, I don't. I don't think it's actually illegal. Like, yeah, I, I think, I it's, think it is, it's incredibly. It's outside the scope of what you'd anticipate, especially uh, having it all be secret and not coming out. Because mm. obviously, it's a public. You're, you, the roles are pub. You're public. Uh, you're in public office. You're there to represent the people. So doing things secretly. Well, that's a lie because they yeah. <laughs> we, we theory, come from Victoria. Mate, in, I don't know about what what fantasy state you come from, but in theory, they don't represent in us. theory, in theory, they're there to re- represent the people. So if he was taking um, a wage for each one of those um, ministry positions, well, then it would have been a bit of trouble. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah. Old Scar. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, let's move on to the next one, boys. Kind of themed, actually. We didn't have any government meetings during that week, and I had uh, time off and, and spent it wi- with my friends uh, and did nothing in leave. There's a little hint. It is another prime minister. Yeah, you go, Sam, man. I'm, I'm a bit lost on that. Uh, the Finnish prime minister wanting, wanting to have a, a few a few beers and have a party with her friends, gets snapped up. Have to. She submitted herself to a drug test to prove that she wasn't on anything illicit. But essentially she had a few drinks on a Friday night and people recorded her and, and had a big blow up that she was having fun with mates. She's like mid thirties. Like yeah, 34. What, you can't have yeah. a, a beer with mates in uh, Finland? Uh, well, the, yeah, the, not the, if you're the, the prime minister press. and put her all over like TikTok. Uh, or mate, it was a private party. It's like, it's, it's completely Snapchat ridiculous. Like yeah. I'm, I'm mixed, Social on media. mixed on this one, boys. So it goes with athletes as well. What they do in their, you know, if it's yeah. not, if it's not illicit, like fuck off, leave them alone. Yeah. Also, like you'd have to assume that, and, and Stoney might disagree, but like running a country is probably a pretty stressful business. So, like to be able to, well, Klaus Schwab runs the world, mate. So how how stressed do you think he is? He runs every country. <laughs> I, I see. I, I always thought it was um. Oh, fuck, I'm blanking on his name. What's the What's the billionaire dude? Bezos. George Soros. I Soros. Thought it was Soros, man, that ran the country. <laughs> it's hard to keep up with all these billionaires, man. All right, boys. I got one. I got one more for you. Oh, 
He was running for his life. He felt like I was going to die. He was like Usain Bolt. He had the same stride as uh, Mason Cox, so there's been a comparison with his glasses. Um, very much alive. That is uh, Anthony Fauci fleeing the crime scene <laughs> DL in America. <laughs> He said he's gone in December, but he's, he's left early, uh, just trying to avoid all the uh, criminal prosecution that's coming his way <laughs> for being one. the uh, biggest fraud in the history of med- the medical industry. <laughs> this one isn't government related, okay. so ah, US yeah. or Australian <laughs> government. I, I genuinely have no idea on this one. Stoney, do you have one? Like- uh, well, they mentioned Mason Cox, so it's, um, I'm assuming it's, a, it's on home soil. It is home soil, yep. Play it again for us. Oh, he was running for his life. He felt like I was going to die. He was like Usain Bolt. He had the same stride as uh, Mason Cox, so there's been a comparison with his glasses. Um, very much alive. <laughs> I think the little is kid it, goes, oh, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> is it like someone running away from a crime scene or something? It's pretty close. An angry magpie terrorised a junior oh, football geez. player and they had to shut the game down. <laughs> My, so my, one of my favourite favorite Australian videos of all time is that video of that kid riding his bicycle down the street being harassed by that magpie and you can hear him screaming from about 100 metres off. Because we've all been that kid. We've all been swooped by magpies as a kid and it's fucking terrifying. It's <laughs> pretty horrible. You know, this kid had a helmet on and everything and uh, the magpie just wouldn't give up. He just wanted blood. <laughs> Mate, so. the magpie's not a joke. We had a, a, an elderly citizen in our town deal lose his eye two years ago to a magpie. So, Oh, yeah, that was in the main street, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the magpies don't fuck around down here in the... I won't give away a postcode, but <laughs> it's basically the 209 of Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, let's move into a little bit of sport. Boys, this is a pretty recent one. Dane Zorko is the captain of the Brisbane Lions, come under heavy fire this week for an on-field sledge that left his rival in tears. It has been reported that the sledge was about his mother. Boys, when does sledging cross the line in sport? And do you have an all-time favourite sledge? Um, yeah, it's been, been a lot of rumours about what this sledge actually was, mate. So I'm not, not entirely sure whether it was the mother, whether it was uh, Petty's sister. There, there's mm. a whole, but there's obviously a family, yeah, a family connection to the sledge. Look, it's really tough to define what the line is. Um, there's so many variables to it. I mean... Uh, you could blanket say don't bring family into you know onto the field, but there, there's times where you know family can be relevant, but not if it's a, you know in a bit of a life or death situation or, or something that's highly emotive. Um, really tough one. A lot of calls for Dane Zorko, you know, to face the tribunal and be suspended, which I find interesting given no one actually knows for certain who's not in the inner sanctum as to what he's actually said. So mm-hmm. uh, the fans getting a little bit, I guess. The angry mobs are a little bit trigger happy there, yep. sending him to the firing line. But I'd actually don't know what he'd come under. Like a lot of saying, you know, bring the game into disrepute. Well, has he brought the actual game into disrepute? I'd argue probably not. Um, it's very much an individual matter. But yeah, clearly whatever he said, it hit the mark um, on the intended target. Probably too good, uh, and he's come under a lot of fire. So don't, yeah, mixed on this one, Dale. I don't know the way forward. I think for the most part, sledging is in, um, you know, it's in good faith. He, he, there's a lot of humorous sledging goes on mm-hmm. on the field. Uh, the, the intention is to put your rival off their game. In this instance, it's uh, more than succeeded in that. But um, probably my favourite all-time sledge, you'll remember Michael Voss and Brett Voss, uh, you know, won a champion AFL player, won yep. very good. Brett Voss was lining up for goal one day and Michael walked past and said, me dad fucked your mum. <laughs> that's, that's probably my favourite um, favorite sledge. <laughs> So good. That's so good. It's so good. <laughs> um, for, oh, for me, like sledging introduces like a little bit of a psychological aspect into into games, and everything's um, so tightly wound that it's no surprise that emotions get high. You say something maybe a little bit harsh than you mean, and also on the receiving end, you might take it a little bit harder. Um, for me, in this instance, it seems like both sides have come to the party, they've spoken about it. Both sides seem very, very content with where this situation currently stands. Um, I'm, I'm sure Zorko will step away from it with like a appreciation for what maybe where the line is a bit more firmer than we have a grasp for it. Um, but sledging is a part of the game. Unless you like want to duct tape everyone's mouth, people are going to talk shit to each other. It's just going to happen. Um, and and just being a bit more cognizant of where the line maybe is is probably 
uh, it's, it's hard to kind of make that a hard and fast rule in, in the middle of a game. Uh, my favourite sledge is, is Shane Warne uh, in an international test game against the South... I cannot for the life of me figure out who the South African was, but he said to me, I've been waiting two years to humiliate you again. <laughs> and the South African turned to him and said, yeah, it looks like you spent that eating. Uh, <laughs> Just absolutely picture perfect. I and mean, obviously Shane Warne came out and bowled him and, and that's fantastic. But like cricketing, cricketing has always been the best. Uh, yeah. rife with, with proper sludging. So, um, and uh, because of the wicket cameras and the wicket microphones, you've often got crystal clear uh, audio recordings of it all as well. Uh, there, was, there was another one of us. Um, uh, he was an uh, Australian bowler was bowling to an English batsman and uh the batsman kept missing the balls and they were right down the line, kept missing them, kept missing them, kept missing them. The Australian bowler said to him, mate, it's it's round, it's red, it's about this size. And the next ball came over, he hit it for a six and he says, well, you know what it looks like, go find it. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah, the old sledges can uh, can certainly backfire, can't they? It's, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember once I was lining up for for goal uh, in a local footy and, and local uh, small communities deal. You'd appreciate this. Uh, yep. Everyone sort of eventually finds out your business, so, you know, who you might have <laughs> hooked up with and vice versa. And this is going back a good 12 years. It was uh, early days of my senior career. I was lined up for a goal and someone come past and gave me a sledge on, on a bird I'd been, uh, <laughs> been seeing. And it was a bit on the discreet, you know, line. And <laughs> yeah. actually it motivated. I went, oh, you heard about that. Like <laughs> I, I felt it elevated my stature. It gave me a bit more confidence in the game. Mate. So <laughs> sometimes they, they have the opposite effect. <laughs> So they're talking about me. <laughs> You're damn right I went there. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Tyson Pedro was in the news leading up to UFC 278 where he continued his great form finishing his fight in the first round. Boys, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Tyson had been approached a couple of times previously about putting his story to the big screen. His dad wanted to ensure he was street ready. So once during a sparring, he knocked his teeth out. Mm. And then once he once he accidentally stabbed him in the chest. It's a pretty big accident, isn't it? <laughs> You know, oh, I've had some accidents where I've, I've pretended to hit my, my son and actually accidentally clipped him. But, yeah, I don't think I'd, I'd accidentally Mate, stab him. Who, was, who amongst us hasn't stabbed it? Yes, I, it's like, uh, what I'd love to know, boys, is there an athlete that you would love to see on the big screen, either a movie about themselves or just in a movie in general? I know a lot of athletes are uh, jumping into movies these days. Yeah, for sure. Look, Honestly, I'm sure there's much better ones out than this one, but the the Brock Lesnar story has always fascinated me. You know, collegiate wrestler, NCAA, Div 1, I think. Then he went to the NFL. Then he went to WWE, then to UFC and, and reached, you know, with the, not NFL, but reached the pinnacle of all these other organizations, which I think is just a phenomenal story. So that, that'd be pretty cool. Um, in terms of pure entertainment value, and Satman's probably the only one who would appreciate this, I'd love to see a little... Um, C-grade movie at like the Toronto Film Festival about Junior Browning's life. I reckon that would be pretty, <laughs> pretty yeah. phenomenal. He man's led, led a very interesting life, got himself in a lot of uh, saucy situations over in Thailand. Um, I think that'd be pretty pretty interesting. So, saucy situations. I, I think at one point he had every single street gang after him after a wild night out. He had one <laughs> night out in one of the major cities and every gang was just like, now that guy's he had. He went out in Phuket. He had the, the the Thai police after him. He had the Thai mafia after him. He had someone. He literally pissed off every possible corner. And of I Thailand think it was in in a, in, within within twenty four hours, like within a night, everyone was like, "No, this guy's fucked." Um, for me, I think I think and kind of playing on on recency here. Obviously, uh, Jose Aldo's just had his big fight with Marab uh, Dvalashvili, and I think that that's probably a good likelihood that that's the last time we'll see him in the octagon. Um, and he's had an absolutely incredible uh, life growing up in the favelas of Brazil, as poor as poor can be, sleeping on the on the, the ground of his gym in Rio, um, basically going days without food so he can afford the gym. There's a one of my, my absolute all-time favourite videos on the internet is Jose Aldo shopping for his very first suit. You can chuck that uh, on the Instagram as well because he's this kid. He's 23 years old. I believe he was a younger champion in the WEC than uh, John Jones was in the in the UFC, and um, and he's buying his first suit for his first press conference, 
and uh, he's just giggling the entire time. He's just pissing himself off. This killer with a huge scar on his face is just laughing his ass off as he gets a uh, tried out for his suit. It's very, very, it's, 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 it's adorable. And then you see him go into the cage and do what he did to Uriah Faber or Chad Mendes. And it's, um, I reckon it'd make it for a fantastic story. Yeah, no, I agree with that, man. And uh, Jose Aldo, one of my favourite um, clips on the internet as well. Um, don't know what it's called. It goes for about 13 seconds, Dale. You might have seen it. Oh, <laughs> no. Seen that one. You're a monster. You're a monster. You're a monster. Yeah. That was good. Oh, shit. No, that was man. good. That was good. <laughs> Frick. <laughs> All right, boys, last one. Every single top 10 current UFC bantamweight will beat Ronda Rousey in her prime. I feel like from Ronda's reign to now, the game and the fighters have definitely evolved. I'm sure she could beat somebody in that top 10, but would she be the champion? Probably not. I respect Ronda Rousey a lot, but I used to think the sport is just massively growing and I don't think she will be able to handle what all of these great fighters are bringing into the cage these days. I think a prime Ronda Rousey can do a lot of damage in the top 10, but I don't think she cracks top five. I definitely think Ronda in her prime could beat some top 10 bantamweights today. I mean, I don't think she could be champion again, but I definitely think she could beat some people. I do believe that Ronda Rousey would do well in the bantamweight division. She was very unstoppable. I think she just ran into a couple of super tough opponents. Ronda was the greatest. She's still the greatest, not only for me, but for all of us. Ronda, we love you. Oh, I love that last bit. Yeah. I hadn't hadn't heard that. that that's great. Is that Joanna? I'm assuming the last one. Oh, was there. Joanna, was it? Yeah, it was Joanna. Yep. yep. Casey was before that. But that, that was a video from our friends at Nets. Yeah, it was a good video. Um, um, and the question they're asking these fighters uh, or uh, people that are in the industry is, uh, would Ronda Rousey win a fight in 2022? So Casey was the first one, was she? She was before JJ. Right, Who, whoever said first that she wouldn't beat anyone in the top 10, she's already beaten someone in the top 10, if, if my rankings are correct. I think Sarah McMahon's still... Ah, uh, that was um, yeah. Jesse Jess. Yeah, well, Jesse, Jesse Jess is a good um, nomination for Tool of the Week. That's a good segue <laughs> because she's already beaten someone in the top 10. Um, not, not to say how careers, obviously, you know, other people improve, others go backwards and, and Ronda was on the way down. Um, you look at the top five, so who have we got? We've got uh, Amanda uh, Penner. Ketlin Vieira, Holly Holm. She's not been any of them, DL, or Statman. Then you start to run into that mid-tier of your Raquel Penningtons. And I think that's where it gets, you know, potentially interesting if Ronda had a, you know, stuck at, at her craft and try to evolve her game. I think she'd certainly be mixing it with that next level down. So, you know, beyond the top four, I think that's where we'd see her having some competitive matches and causing some upsets um, with those subs. But even someone like an Aspen Ladd, who I think he is you know, late top 10, I, I would see that as a fairly compelling matchup. Um, so to say that she wouldn't beat anyone in the top 10, I think is a bit, bit overreach. But th- this is what we do, Dale. As humans, we judge people too harshly based on, you know, the, what we saw last. And, and Luke Rockhold's a, another good one. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, he'll be remembered for being the, the dude that got, you know, knocked out cold by Mike Bisping as opposed to the dude who was a strike force champ, UFC champ, and has 16 professional wins. But it's funny how we, we like to, you know, just focus on, the downfall more so than, than their ability. But Ronda could match it with some of the late top 10s, I've got no doubt. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm in complete agreement with Stoney and I'm also in complete agreement with his his kind of breakdown. I think uh, Ronda would have a, even at her peak, would have a really, really difficult night with the top four. Uh, but Raquel Pennington, who is on a tear uh, at the moment, like she's, she's dramatically improved her game since she debuted in the UFC post that, uh, post that um, Tate uh, Rousey season of the Ultimate Fighter, I think that Ronda Rousey at her peak probably takes it to her. Kunitskaya, Lad, um, McMahon again. I, 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 I genuinely do feel that Ronda Rousey would safely be a top five uh, UFC band and weight if she was to come back. I think that the Holly Home, the first two minutes of the Holly Home fight, did more damage to Ronda Rousey than her, than the opponents outstriping her in skill alone. I think the blow to her confidence in those first two minutes of Holly Holm, that first heavy shot that Holly Holm landed on her, 
spelt the end to Ronda Rousey more so than her becoming outskilled by anyone in particular. Mm. Um, so I, I don't I don't agree with the 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 premise in general. You're spot on, and everyone says you know Holly. Uh, sorry, Ronda didn't look herself in that fight. No, she didn't because it was the first time she faced adversity that she realised she couldn't overcome, and that, yeah. that's why she didn't look herself because she was absolutely rocked in the under the bright lights. And it was, I guess, I was really happy at the time, but I didn't understand or, or didn't foresee, you know, the, the very fast, steep downfall that her career would take after. If I hadn't known that at the time, I probably wouldn't have cheered as hard as I did. But I, I thought, you know, that we we'd see Ronda come back to an elevated level, and that just didn't happen. But yeah, that was one of our, our first... We weren't sitting together, I don't think, Dale, but that was our first UFC event Correct. together. Correct. It was. And that was Hot Take, boys. That was a good one. All right, boys. It's becoming a cult favourite, but it's, unfortunately, this is our probably our last break for now. Yeah, yeah, it all rests on how we go tonight, Dale. All right. If, uh, if the UFC Donruss rewards us as it should, uh, we'll reinvest into the... Into cherry collectibles, and we'll grab another box. Maybe NFL we might, we might change it up. So we might. Uh, we're not. We don't have a strong, a strong allegiance just to the UFC. We want to change it up. Um, if it if it makes dollars, it makes sense to yep. So wherever the dollars are, and right now NFL season just around the corner. Um, I'm thinking that could be our, our next one. But if it, sorry, if it, if it makes dollars, it makes sense. <laughs> but I like that one. Put it on a shirt, boys. Put it on a shirt. Let's run that intro. <laughs> Cards, cards, and more cards with Tony. Just think that's clearly not mine before everyone goes, he stole that from Conor McGregor. I fucking did. So I'm not the flog claiming that as my quote, just uh, for I the record. Mate, Stoney, you're a fucking genius, mate. <laughs> my friends call me the notorious. <laughs> All right, boys. Love, love the angle. Well, we love the a, angle. We need a strong start. Three packets tonight. Three packets. So we're starting with the uh, with the blaster boxes. So these are the ones with the, the less odds of something, a real big boy yeah. there. Just a, just a moderate. We were going to do a live for it, but it just seemed to uh, get yeah. get away from us. So just going through the uh, the, the commons. Actually, well, in terms of the commons, we've uh, probably the the worst set of commons we've had to start. But here we are. So not not a big boy, but not a bad card. So we've got that's a that's nice. I like those. Va- cards. Valentina Crunch Time. Um, yep. Yeah, nice sort of Marvel feel. Yeah, feel about like it. A uh, Kellogg's box. Yeah, like a zero box. So uh, Valentina Shevchenko. Uh, I don't think that's going to fund our NFL. No, I don't think so. All right, so we got a underneath. This is what I was. A, he, okay, I, I liked it initially based on the color. Don't you see yep. the boys? We got a pink, which sometimes is a nice variation. Yeah, there you go. One, one fifty-five champ, uh, Charles Oliveira. So we've got the pink uh, craftsman, craftsman. Yeah, pink craftsman. Yeah, that's um, cool. Pink that's wave, cool. I think they call it. Uh, so that's basically that pack. Amanda Rebus, uh, Alex Carceres. Yeah, actually met that that little lad once. Very good. That, that was a pretty poor packet, to be honest, boys. So <laughs> fun fact about Alex Caceres: until until yes, until the weekend's Leon Edwards, Alex Caceres' brother was the only person to have ever defeated uh, Kamara Usman. That is correct. Oh. Yeah, that is correct. Now that's a cool uh, cool stat to, yeah, John Jones. to have. Yep, John Jones. That's a nice common come back this year, John Jones. Tell you what I don't like about the Don Ross boy is it's like um, if my five year old shuffles a pack of Uno and the, you know some are upside <laughs> yeah, down, what's some the fuck's of the right up way. With that? I don't know, but I've, for the money we pay for this DL, I yeah. expect better than yeah, than upside true. down cards. Here we go, backing around. Yeah, again. there we go. Uh, Nate Diaz. Um, yeah, Khabib. So oh, these oh, this is way stronger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah. So here we go. We've got a oh another crunch time. Another crunch time. Yep. Ooh, Polish power. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a weird. Oh, really? What's this? I reckon snags would be a. Oh, you would have been oh, excited about that. Oh, that's got a bit of that's got a bit of touch to it. Yep. So Sean, um, Sugar Sean, who's fighting uh, Petty Yarn. What a. Yeah, that's crazy. That is a nuts matchup, honestly. Oh, was that easy? No. No, not easy. Sorry. Was uh, that? OSP. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan Hall. Does anyone want to fight him or is he still not able to get a fight? Uh, oh, no one wants Ryan he lo- Hall. He lost his most recent one, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and so some of the shines take it He fights once every two years. I love the dude, but yeah. He has to accept that no one above him is going to fight down. So yep. he just needs to take a scrub and submit them. All right, boys. So here, it leads us to, this is what we've been waiting for. We've got all the blaster box out of the way, yep, Dale. Done. Oh, my uh, God. This is the home of the big boys. Oh so uh, for a little competition, uh, we, we're going to get an auto, boys. I, I can feel it. Yep. I don't know oh, who it's going to be. I don't know who it's going to be. I don't so, care who it is, to be honest. We're just going to do a quick roundtable prediction. So Statman, who's our auto going to be of? Uh, I think that it will be of Derek Lewis. 
Derek Lewis. Deal. Well, I'm, I want to go current because he's in our picks this week. I'm going to go uh, title of Asa. Is okay. there? Is there not? I don't think there's anything thick enough in there to be an auto. No, there can be an auto. So there's not a jersey card in there. Ah, so okay, yeah. Instantly, yeah, yeah. we know there's not a, a memorabilia type no, card. No canvas. Uh, no canvas. So. Who's uh, your prediction, Stoney? My prediction? Um, I'm feeling a <laughs> Colby Covington auto oh. in this in this lot, Statman. All right. So Mackenzie, Joanna, Frankie Edgar. Statman, we'll send that one up to you. Cody Garber. Um, Cure Insomnia. Uh, <laughs> Carla Esparza. I forgot Carla Esparza's name in the group chat. Oh, this Volk. Uh, Volk. Hey, we'll send that up to uh, JVH. We might get a... Yeah, we might get, get that sign. Yeah, awesome. the boys. Yep. I told you we get a signature in this pack, boys. Yeah. <laughs> we got the vote. Yeah. Glover, Cynthia. See, it sounds impressive. You get 30 cards. So what yeah. it does is just more. More, <laughs> more base to... cards. All right. So we've got a, a rookie. Oh, we've got some. We've some got some. Sort. A rookie of some sort. So who? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Well, Dropping cards. I'm getting nervous, boys. <laughs> <laughs> who is it? I don't even know. <laughs> I can't read it. Ilya. Ilya. Tapura. It's a Georgian fighter who's. Probably going to kill Paddy Pimblett when they do fight. Yep. All right. He, he's, yeah. mate, he's, he's great. He's a good fighter. He, uh, keep a hold of that one because that could be worth something okay. one day. We'll send it up to Statman. He can have that one too. Yeah. All right, boys. That Jake Matthews. Was that? No, there was a Jake Matthews in there. Go past the Aussie. No, uh, Jimmy Crute. Oh, Jimmy Crute. Oh. Which uh, you're still, still same principle. I shouldn't have just discarded no. him. Like he was absolutely worthless to hell. That's a bit poor form of me. <laughs> Big fan of uh, Johnny Walker. We got uh, something a little bit different here, boys. Oh, look at that. Hello. Yeah, we got looks oh, cool. two signature cards. So what this one is, boys, is uh, it's a duos card and it's the Volk and Brian Ortega. Oh, I like um, that. Jeez, I'm getting these cameras. <laughs> well <laughs> and truly. Yeah, so there we go. It's a bit of a showdown. Like so there, there's a couple in that series. A Connor and Khabib one is, is the one that everyone wants, but nonetheless. Uh, man, run the numbers on that one. Uh-huh. And just exaggerate them. Just that man. <laughs> Add an extra zero, please. $40 with right. <laughs> $75 shipping. Holy shit. Man, we're, going, we're in the fucking money. Boys are well in the red the, on the cards. Love the stat, man. Uh, Rob Whitaker, Craftsman. Yep, that's cool. And what have we got? Oh, hello. We've got a retro series. Brock Lesnar, boys. Oh, hello. The man. Not, the, uh, not the auto we were chasing. And I suffice to say, I think that might be That's right. it. <laughs> Yeah, right. These look like a bunch of commons. Uh, so what we're going to do, we're going to uh, throw all them back in the post, send them back to Don Russ <laughs> and say, give us our money back. That, that is not what we hope for, DL. But anyway, I think we can make around six bucks if we sell this <laughs> Cards, 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 and more cards with Tony. Highly disappointing, boys. I think that signals the end of our UFC card <laughs> breaks. But uh, NFL deal. If I can convince the producer, we might. Uh, we'll have a bit of a squeeze. We might uh, just venture into some un- uncharted territory of NFL my because st- I think there is money to be made in that one deal. My stats might be a little bit softer on, on the NFL. <laughs> but he plays for the Minnesota Vikings, which is a which is a group of people that grew up in Scandinavia, uh, and they actually. Made it to America before Christopher Columbus did. So there's your Viking fact for the day. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 move on. All right, boys, before we jump into our community picks, we need to thank our sponsors, Humble Fireware. Humble Fireware is an Australian jiu-jitsu brand that celebrates one of the most important parts of martial arts, becoming humble. 100% DL, that is what we love about it. We love the passion behind this brand as they're all about the journey, which you can't under underestimate, DL. It's all about the journey, and you can count on the quality of their gear to be with you every single step in that journey. Statman. Journey is one of my all-time favourite 80s bands. Uh, And if you like Journey or if you like good quality products, you can head to Humble's Instagram page, give them a follow, or go to www.humblefightwear.com.au and help them spread good vibes one purchase at a time. And for being amazing runner-back listeners, the legends at Humble Fireware are giving you 15% off your entire order. All you need is the code word. It is rib one five. RIB15 for that one to give you 15% off. Boys. Seems so simple. It is simple. It is It is simple when you just read it normally <laughs> <laughs> and not try and use a translator no on your sugary, phone. Sugary pancakes or anything. All right, boys, let's jump into our community picks. Uh, I'm going to hand it over to you, Statman. 
Beautiful. So we have four community picks and then our individual picks for this round. Uh, the community picks one and two. We're going the multi-boys. Um, so each will have three legs. You need to hit all three legs and you get three points for that multi. Um, I'm excited for this because I'm hoping that this will slow down some go- some of you guys and your meteoric rise. <laughs> but first up, we'll head to the first multi. We're going EPL, Aston Villa versus West Ham. We're going the NRL, Storm versus Roosters. And we're going the elimination final in the AFL. We're going Brisbane versus Richmond. And I do have a stat for this one as well. Um, So first up, I mentioned Aston Villa and West Ham. Aston Villa Football Club. Stat, man. You need need your little stinger. Oh, I do. (laughs) I'm a stat, man. I was just excited. I've been sitting on this stat for a little while now. Uh, Aston Villa Football Club was founded by four cricket players. The first game of soccer they ever played was against a rugby team, the Aston Brooks St. Mary's rugby team. And the first half of the game was played rugby rules, and then the second half was played soccer rules. Seems like that's how most uh, EPL clubs are founded, Dale. <laughs> uh, just, yeah, four, four, four soccer players got together and decided to play a rugby, a rugby group uh, game uh, with soccer rules at the end of it. Uh, we'll start. Yeah. Uh, sorry, just quickly, up until about two years ago, that would have made an abundance of sense because they were fucking tribe boys. But then something's <laughs> clicked. Something has clicked for the Villa boys and uh, they're on a bit of a tear at the minute. So uh, interested to see how DL... Um, how he goes in this multi? Well, that's, well, that's perfect, Stony, because I am taking Villa, Storm, and the Tigers. It's a multi that's spread out over a two-week period too, because the Tigers don't actually play till Thursday night, September the first. So, Oof. I'll knock the first two legs over with Villa and the Storm, because uh, NRL still got one more round to go. AFL is in a bye week essentially uh, until finals kick off the following week. So, I'm going to take uh, Aston Villa, Melbourne Storm. Richmond Tigers. Very good. And I predict that DL's multi will be over on Sunday because I'm going the Hammers, going West Ham in this one. They've started the season a little bit slow. They're three and three boys, but coming off a very strong uh, year last year where they, I think they might have even made the top six or certainly pushed the top six, which is no mean feat. Uh, So I'm discarding their... Slightly underwhelming start to the season. I think they take care of Aston Villa uh, in the EPL. I'm also on the Storm and... Just to be a different again, I'm going to go uh, Brisbane. I, I think super disappointing. Is uh, in it, you've got to weigh it up. I, I've been very underwhelmed with Richmond for the most part of the EDL. They do bring finals experience. They know how to get the job done. Uh, Brisbane were very ordinary, and there's really no science as to why I should pick them. But in the spirit of trusting the science, it doesn't make sense. I'm going Brisbane. I knew Stoney was going to do this, so I've uh, <laughs> I've set him up a little bit. So, oh. and it's been sitting in the background this whole podcast. So, Stone, if you turn around, reach up behind you. I don't want to. Reach up behind you. There's <laughs> oh a can out there. Grab that can. Grab that can. Bring it down. Bring it to the camera. What is this? What is this can? All right. So, what it is, it's an out of, out of date beer stat, man, that you, you might as well just discard and throw into the rubbish bin. Um, yeah, that, that's a pretty stock standard. <laughs> Premiership commemorative beer. Uh, they give out one to a team every year. It's really nothing to write home about. But uh. It's the Richmond versus Geelong Premiership beer where the Tigers beat Geelong uh, at the Gabba where the Tigers are playing their final against Brisbane. Yeah, so, but uh, they don't play real grand finals at the Gabba. So that one never counted, <laughs> that man. That was during COVID when no one really cared and it didn't feel right. So that's fine. We've won, that's fine. We've won, two at the, <laughs> we've won two at the MCG before that too, so that's fine. All right, so yeah, uh, for me, I'm um, on the, the Hammer Storm and Brisbane in multi number one. Statman. I put that can up there yesterday. I was pre planned. <laughs> hey, I love the foresight on that. That's beautiful. Um, me and Snags have actually gone the same picks. So this one, I'm pretty sure they're the same picks as DL as well. Um, Aston Villa, Storm, and Richmond for both myself. And I'll just double check and, and Snags as well. I didn't want to. Uh, throw him under the bus there, but yeah. So uh, we got. Uh, uh, is that your picks as well, DL? That is my picks, mate. Yeah, uh, we're riding and dying together. I yeah, think that's fine. Um, you got to chase the leader, mate. It's fine. I understand. I, understand. <laughs> I like this. I like it. We'll oh, head cool. into community pick number two again. Another multi. 
Uh, we've got the EPL. We've got the Wolves versus Newcastle. We've got South Sydney Rabbitohs versus North Queensland Cowboys in the NRL. And we've got the first qualifying final on Saturday the 3rd in the AFL. We've got Geelong versus Collingwood. And yet again, I do have another stat for this one. I'm the man. Brilliant. That's just so good. Uh, in, 1990, in 1977, draws were in the air on the same day that the New South Wales-based league, NSWRFL, were redoing their grand final due to a draw the week prior. The VFL grand final between Collywood and North Melbourne likewise also went to a draw, the only time both leagues had the rare occurrence at the same time. As is the case with a lot of Collingwood's grand final appearances, they were unsuccessful in the rematch, further cementing the Collywobbles curse. I'm pretty sure that you guys must know about the Collywobbles. This is my first exposure to the Collywobbles. Uh, I think it's since 1958 they've been in 10 grand finals. They've drawn two and, lo- and, and won two and, and lost the rest of them. So pretty, pretty outstanding uh, horror streak for those guys. Um, is it a, a Collingwood like a, a, a loathed team in the AFL? Like, is it is, is this something that everyone takes pretty much great pleasure out of? Like, if it was Manly, <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I don't um, understand, man. But you hundred percent, you've nailed it. So basically, you, you're brought up to where the if you don't go for Collingwood, you hate Collingwood. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm probably in, in the distinct minority. If I had to name a top three, that they'd certainly be my top three, which is very obscure for mm. for a non Collingwood fan to, to rank them so highly. But yeah, it certainly have a bit of a decorated history of I guess choking at the big stage. But um, tell you what, they haven't done, boys, and I, um, we'll let DL get into his tip. They haven't choked this year. I, mm. I had them penciled in for potentially bottom four and they've been on an absolute tear over the second half of the year won 11 of their last 12 um dl uh look my multi and it's probably going to set the pace here i've gone wolves bunnies and the cats yeah well once again we'll differ on the the epl so i'm yeah, going right. to go on on newcastle to get get it done against wolverhampton uh on the rabbits they've uh, they've never let me down in the history of run it back uh tipping so all but six weeks um, and obviously I think the Cats get it done, boys. Everyone, everyone's riding the high and the momentum of Collingwood, but uh, I was saying to DL before it's we confident. went on, on air is I, I honestly I don't think they're that good, and I see this one as being a fairly easy win. If we're picking a margin, I'd be looking at around five goals. So I don't think it's going to be the, the close game that, that people anticipate, um, and I see the Cats getting the week off and, and just really yeah, resting up nicely for that prelim deal. Nice. That does not bode well for me. I've gone Collingwood. I've also gone Newcastle and Souths. Um, I see Collingwood getting through to the grand final and choking again. So uh, <laughs> that's the dream. We've got uh, Snags' picks here. He's got Newcastle, Souths and Geelong. Uh, if we ever thought that he would ever pick against Souths, uh, we were mistaken, especially with <laughs> the game against the Cowboys. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Wouldn't think so for the snags. Moving on to community pick number three, UFC Fight Night, Whitaker versus Vittori. It's going to be really, really hard to mm. <laughs> to tip against Whitaker. Vittori. Oh, let's let's go let's go around and finish on this one as well. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. I think I'll I got Whitaker on points. It's not for a belt. So it's three rounds. Yeah. That's. Uh, oh no, it's a main event. No, it's co-main. Co-main. That's co-main. So, so it'll be three rounds. Three rounds. So I'm going to take Whitaker on points on this one. I think Bobby Knuckles gets it done. I, I just don't think Vittori's got enough offense for Whitaker. Yeah. Yeah, look, I concur with that. I, I can see a scenario where Vittori does get it done, but uh, it would be a, a bold prediction to tip against Bobby. Apart from, honestly, take out the Israel Adesanya fights. He's, in my mind, the, the clear and away next best in the world. Uh, and it's just a shame that he, he seems to... There's such a divide between him and, and the one that he needs to beat Dale, but I think he gets it done against Vittori. But I think it's going to be a competitive fight. This is not a whitewash by any any no, stretch. Absolutely. And I think Vittori in, in his fight, even though he was, acted like a bit of a clown, uh, he probably, um, you know, certainly in my books, he, he came away with a lot more respect for he, his fighting. I don't know how he thought he won the fight, but he certainly wasn't disgraced. And I think he's a, he's a great fighter. But this was, yeah, Bobby, Bobby Knuckles on points for me too, boys. Marvin Vittori went up pretty heavily in my book with the Paula Costa fight as well, which was yep. essentially just two two cave trolls beating the shit out of each other for for five rounds. Um, 
you almost threw me a little bit there, Dio. I don't know why. I, I just assumed that this round, this fight was a five rounder, which I feel definitely favours Whitaker more. Um, it is only a three rounder. They're both really, really used to those longer drawn out fights, so they'll have to go uh, earlier. They might have to go a bit harder. And I've got, I've got Whitaker by decision. I've got Whitaker by points in this one, but. Maybe because it's only a three rounder, maybe they start a bit faster and uh, and it'll lead to something happening. But I, th- I think Whitaker, as heavy handed as he is, is going to struggle to stop the Tory. And uh, Whitaker's taken the best shots from Yoel Romero. The only man like to to really stop be able to stop him is Izzy, um, and even he couldn't get it done the second time around. So I've got Whitaker uh, by decision on this one, uh, and Snags has gone Whitaker by round three TKO. Uh, and then our final community pick, we've got UFC Fight Night, the main event, uh, Cyril Garn versus Ty Tuivasa. And I've got a stat for this one. This one's a little bit of a sad one, boys. Both of their last wins come from knocking out Derek Lewis in Houston, Texas, hmm. uh, his hometown. So both of, them, both of them have that win under their belts. How shit's that for Derek Lewis? Poor old Derek. The poor man should never. He, he should never fight. And that was he his thing: never. was he couldn't couldn't get knocked out, wasn't it? Or he, he was almost like the Homer Simpson that he'd take the shots but wouldn't. Is that is that Derek Lewis? I mean, he, he's he's always had like a de- uh, for heavyweight. Chin. He's always had a decent chin, but more more so that he is Houston's son. He is like he is he feeds off the crowd as well. Yeah. But I think what we saw was that. The, the, the energy of the crowd really started to get to him and he got more nervous and gun shy. And when you're going against people like Cyril Garn and Ty Tuivasa who can bang, it's not a good idea to go in there a bit gun shy. Okay, boys, um, this is really tough because I, I think I think Cyril Garn is the op- optimum fighter in this <laughs> fight. Like, I just think he's, he's probably got the well-rounded skills to get it done against Ty. I just can't do it. Like, it doesn't matter where I'm sitting on the leaderboard. I just can't go against. And Aussie, and look, Ty, to his credit, he's on a tear. And he's got knockout power. So I'm taking him round two KO. Yeah, look, I'm at a point where I need to just give up on doubting uh, Tuivasa because I keep getting hung up on the fact that he was out of the UFC and then made a miraculous comeback and no one thought he'd, he'd, you know, last. Uh, And he's just gone an absolute tear, boys. Um, But I can't. I, I just can't pick him in this one DL uh, and I get the uh, the hometown allegiance and the Oceana pride but I just cannot uh, when you're one point down on the leaderboard boys you absolutely play it with your head and not your heart uh, so I'm on Cyril Garn for this one and I've got house money and uh, <laughs> house money uh, that age well for you last time <laughs> yeah. um, look I, I reckon he gets done I'm gonna go on points is this for a belt yeah no is it not? I thought it was for the. Isn't there vacant. Any, is there a no. vacant? Is it no? No, no. Because they're 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 waiting uh, to get Steve Hay Jones done for the interim title. But I don't believe that this is for a belt. Because right, Nganu's okay. the champion. Correct. Nganu's I thought the they stripped him. But I thought, yeah, because yeah. he wouldn't fight. He's no. He's been out injured. He said that he should be back uh, like December, January. But no. This, I, as far as I'm aware, this is not for a belt. So this is for the number one contender spot. It can't be an interim. Well, it could be. But then, yeah, two of us are on a, on a tear, knocking out um, Derek Lewis, who was very much in that frame for... Yeah, I, I, I was with DL. I thought this one was for the interim belt, but obviously we've jumped the gun there. Yep. Uh, DL, the, win, the winner of this fight, the, ne- the, the next fight that they do will be for a belt, either the interim belt or for the for the actual belt. Um, even if it's Garnet going against... Because, like, obviously Garn had fantastic success early against Francis Ngannou until Francis Ngannou apparently uh, displayed that he was one of the greatest heavyweight wrestlers of all time and took him down repeatedly out of fucking nowhere with one leg. Um, and Surigan's never really been in danger from strikes, but Taito Vasa's got that power where it doesn't really matter if you could take the shot from 99.9% of people on this planet. Taito Vasa has the power that that just doesn't matter. Uh, he hits so hard. Uh, I'm, I'm well down on the leaderboard. 
I'm so far down on the leaderboard. I've got to be, I've got to go smart with my pick in this. Where it is one to one, I've got to go smart. If this was paying sports bet odds and I could get five points by going tied to Avasa, I would absolutely go tied to Avasa in this one at the risk of $5. I'm going Cyril Garn for this one. I'm going sub round two. We know that uh, two of us has uh, deficiencies on the ground and Cyril Garn has submissions to his name. Um, but at the same time, I'll be chucking 20 bucks on tie two of us at five bucks. And, mm. uh, and, and that way I'm happy either way, to be honest. Uh, and um, of course, Snags has gone the Aussie boy. He's gone tied to Avasa round two KO. Uh, I think, which is uh, putting him on par with DL. Individual picks. Uh, so what are you picking? What are the odds? How many points are you playing for? Look, this this boy paid off last week for me, and it just seems to be the way it's going. It's safe money. It's Noah Cumberland, two goals at $2. Uh, it's $2.07 or something like that. Yeah, two points. Let's go. Uh, boys, I'm heading over to the EPL and getting on my boys, the Palace boys, up against the most. They're playing the most dominant force in the EPL, boys. Uh, Man City, sixteen dollars or something like that. But I'm not going on uh, head to head. I'm, I'm taking them out of the handicap. Ooh. So Palace plus two at, at two forty five. Uh, and and it always makes me nervous when Stony like I'm I'm not excited or happy that the EPL is back in form because Stony. Last time around, the EPL was informed. We were doing Stoney's picks. We're going towards our group, Kitty, and his his fucking clairvoyant nature with his EPL picks was going towards the greater good of a parlay for us. And now it's going towards guaranteed dollars in his <laughs> in his fucking pick things because uh, it's it's uh, uh, Snags picking picking the NRL and and Stoney picking the Dolphins or picking the EPL. It's just it's just. The hit rate is just off the fucking charts. And I wouldn't um, read into it too, boys, because Palace are, are notoriously a very poor team. So the fact <laughs> that we, we've got up so many times is is certainly lightning striking, I think, nine times in the same spot. Yes, shouldn't that, uh, shouldn't that mean that we should look really deeply into this? Like, <laughs> so, oh, um, mate, I yeah, don't, wouldn't don't because uh, there's a bit of a... <laughs> a bit of Ukrainian table tennis vibe to my <laughs> my synergy with Crystal Palace. Uh, you know, I've never met the owner. Um, I just follow him on Instagram, boys. It's a it's gold. I love that. Uh, I've gone. I've got a bit of a. I would say a risky one here. Um, I've got one. Que- oh, Joaquin Buckley at three dollars and two cents against Nasruddin Imavov, um, who is. Uh, the rightful favourite going into their fight, uh, especially in front of his adopted home crowd of France. But Buckley at $3 is a live underdog, potentially three points. Um, I am so far down, I've got to take it. And I, I just I just made mention that Snags is um, clairvoyant when it comes to NRL. He's picked the Knights to beat mm-hmm. the Titans at two dollars seventy for two points, the Knights. Are you happy about that? Uh, uh, man, I, I, I'd love to see the Knights get a win. Uh, I think that this is absolute madness. They played <laughs> the half of their life after after a week of like legitimate hell uh, of news stories coming out and their star player who's out with concussion being caught in the in the toilets with a teammate buying some of Newcastle's best export <laughs> um, uh, players getting too drunk after a losing effort and missing the bus back to Newcastle um, just just a just a huge mess of a week they played the half of their life and were absolutely dominating and they fell to pieces in the second half. So this is absolutely insane pick for Snags to make, and I'm excited for it as a Knights fan and also as someone who is, well, after he gets Dr. Point, one point behind Snags. Mm-hmm. Either way, the Knights get up big, and that's amazing, or um, or Snags slips down one one more point on the ladder and I get closer. So this is a win-win for, for the stat man. Stay tuned. That rounds out community picks. One more segment to go. It's time to jump into Stonies. <laughs> Thank you very much, DL. Uh, you got a few nominations uh, or a few candidates this week, um, but we've we've narrowed it down to one, as we always do. Uh, over the the past week, I was watching a bit of baseball, which is not something I, I generally do. DL, uh, we're at Yankee Stadium, and every now and then they pan through the crowd, and 
uh, once in a while you see something very peculiar, just something very interesting that, that catches your eye. And that was certainly the case uh, this week. But before we get in and, and tell the boys to, to play the video, now you're obviously a beer lover, DL. I do, yep. You've been at the footy and just craving a beer and thought I'd love to drink a beer through a straw. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's sometimes. Would you? Would you do? And so you're, you're there sipping away, sipping your beer through a straw. Have you ever thought to yourself, this would just taste a lot better if this straw was a sausage? <laughs> Hit the clips, that man. So what we've got is uh, there's a lad over enjoying uh, his game at Yankee Stadium. And he, what, what I love, boys, before we get right into it, is he's just by himself. Okay? So he's not playing this up for the camera. He's in his own little world. He's got a beer in one hand and he's got a hot dog in the other. And what he's doing, he's siphoning a little hole in the hot dog so that he can use the hot dog DL as a straw to drink his beverage. Now, in all the years I've been monitoring crowds for potential Tool of the Week nominations, this one really <laughs> struck me as being a fairly fairly decent candidate but oh I've got to say I, I'm, I'm torn on the fact that he didn't know he was being filmed <laughs> and he was just in his own little place enjoying the moment um, which makes it beautiful in its own right because he's it's not doing a shooey for the boys trying to get everyone aroused uh, he's not trying to be a dick for the camera he didn't realise he's going to go viral this is legitimately what he processed in his mind as being a good idea <laughs> and was going to make his day more enjoyable so it's a fine line between tool of the week and outright genius and I don't want to create uh, Crucify someone for something I've never tried. So what I'm going to do this week, Dale. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> what I'm going to do this week. Interesting. So we're, we're going to give this, this fella the nomination. So mm. he, he is this week's. <laughs> but, boys, I reserve the right to redact this one and, and nominate myself as Tool of the Week if this actually turns out to be a thing that I can half get around. It's not something I ever would have thought I'd ever try in my life, Statman. It's not something I even sitting here now I really want to try. But I think it's only fair if I'm going to be out here lamenting the common folk out there in, in the World Wide Web that, that I need to be at one with the people and, and give it a try, Dale. And if this is re remotely uh, in the ballpark of being delicious, <laughs> then I'm going to redact that tool of the week. But as it stands... Uh, I'm gonna, Sucking I'm gonna a beer through a sausage is uh, definitely this week's tool of the week, Dale. I'm, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot here, boys, because uh, like watching that made like I I, I I get I get like gaggy when I, when I see <laughs> stuff like that. Um, like and and like there, there's Funny a lot that you say can horny. <laughs> no, it gets me fucking. No. Uh, th there's a lot you can say about. Um, that that person being, I guess, put on blast to the world, like uh, out in public. But like, honestly, he's drinking a fucking beer through a hot dog <laughs> straw. Uh, if you do that in public, probably people are going to film it. But I'm probably uh, shooting myself in the foot here, boys. But should we? Should we maybe each individually try this? Uh, go out. Sorry, <laughs> uh, was go, just going to do it. What do go, you mean? go out, get a get a hot dog. Each individually, cook up a hot dog. Maybe have like a nice, like a couple of hot dogs that are, are regular and then we, we get a straw and even saying it is making my throat close up. <laughs> Punch a hole in it and then ha have a bit through a... So, cut. Statman, let me get this straight. It's if one in, all in. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah, 1,000%. Yeah, one in, all in. Stoney? Recorder for the gram. Chuck I think so. Con I think we uh, did content, like the boys. ice bucket challenge, the uh, sucking beer through a snag challenge uh, on the Runner Back podcast. <laughs> Literally. But I, I can just I will, imagine. I will throw up, but it will be fun. <laughs> <laughs> For someone who says that they gag and you're going to throw you seem overly keen to try this. <laughs> this is, this I think is, I've unlocked a secret <laughs> fetish or something here, Dale. This is me trying not to. Uh, this is me trying to hold in the. Mm, yeah, it's going to be great. But it's an interesting combo. I can just imagine going up to the, the stand. And <laughs> the, the saltiness of the sausage and the bitterness of the beer, there could be something in that. Yeah, do you want a hot dog in a nice butter crisp bun? No, thanks. How about a beer? <laughs> now you're just, just, just give me, just me <laughs> No bun, no sauce, no mustard. Just give me the fucking dog. But Americans, hey, we've got a lot of lot of good friends uh, from, is it God's country? Is that God's America? Country. Oh, well. Uh, it is now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They've got a, a, as a lot of Western countries do, boys, we don't want to harp on it. They've got a lot of issues with their obesity over there, but it's like the uh, the bacon donut deluxe. Like they just find creative ways to turn food that's not good for you into food that's even worse, <laughs> like sipping a beer through a fucking hot dog deal. Oh, um, imagine how the hot dog would be after you finish your beer. Hats off. Oh, <laughs> <creative>. <laughs> 
So what I'm, what I'm no, you, you get to the bottom and you, you suck up the dregs of the beer. Oh, everyone, no, the everyone, everyone knows the the bottom of the beer is the the best part of the beer, and then you then you just. <laughs> I love Statman's technique. <laughs> you looked away. Watch that back. His technique is impeccable. He has done this before. And so what I'm hearing, boys, is once we once we finish a beer through the hot dog, we then eat the hot dog, and then the oh. then the challenge is complete. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be trending, boys. It's going to be trending. Uh, well, that that wraps up episode seventy four. Look out for that content uh, on our social medias during the week. I wonder if uh, Dale and Trey have ever sucked back a, a no, baby through a sausage. But uh, <laughs> would be quite welcoming <laughs> Dale in to join us. Uh, if you like what we're doing, please like, share, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. Subscribing or following is the best way to stay up to date. I am producer DL. I'm regretting ever picking up the challenge, <laughs> but I'm the stammer. My name is. Tony. And we'll run it back with you all in the next Runner Back podcast. Boys. Boom. That, that panned out a lot better than what I thought. I appreciate the support there, Statman. The segment was dying until you volunteered to do it. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not good when it comes to like like I, I can picture that I can picture the taste of it. I can picture like the, the texture of the hot dog. It's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad.